This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The polls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to episode number 59 of Organizations Win Championships, an Odyssey 2400 sports podcast about your Chicago Bulls. I'm Dan Bernstein, that's Jason Bernstein, and this is going to sound awful familiar, but here we are after a loss and a win, and the Bulls now are 22 and 25, and guess where they are in the Eastern Conference? Nine. Nine. Nine, 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 because they always seem to be Dangerous territory. They are 22nd of 30 in offensive rating, 15th of 30 in defensive rating, 21st overall. And the West Coast trip finally wrapped up. The You tell me what you think the, the loss to the Lakers meant. I didn't get a whole lot out of it other than they shot the ball horribly and the Lakers were firing away from three. Correct. I'm just excited that the West Coast trip is over because it makes it very difficult to watch the games when they start at 1030 p.m. Eastern. So it's going to be nice to be able to catch full basketball games. They didn't shoot well enough. And D'Angelo Russell was on a heater and LeBron James is LeBron James. Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. Damn, Austin Reeves had 20. (laughs) kind of forgot about him thanks for playing yeah he did and that's an nba player right there and they got beat they got beat i don't like the rosen shooting one three he made it but i would like to see a few more in there sometimes lebron james is gonna take over and when they're when your third best player is shooting the way he did it's it's gonna be really tough to beat a team as as frustrating as the lakers are they do have star power and when the star power decides to play like they have star power, it, it it's always going to be a rough night, especially when you don't shoot the ball well. And the fact is the Bulls did shoot the ball well from two. They're from 47. Two, I wanna, hold on. Let, let, let me make myself clear. When I say shot the ball well, I'm never referring to two-point shots because okay. I just think of those as almost arbitrary. I just think they're going to shoot well from two because – that's what kind of what they're known for at this point, especially when you have somebody like DeMar DeRozan. And I would say Vooch recently has been more of an inside-the-arc type player. Even though he went two for three from three, this year he has not been very consistent from beyond the arc. Excuse me. He's been so bad. I, he's, been, he's been less than, than inconsistent. He's been uncharacteristically bad. Right. So, but, so then when I say they didn't shoot the ball well, I'm saying they shot 12 of 37 from three. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm 
37 is enough. 12 is not. Patrick Williams is 0 for 5 really stands out. And we'll get to him, too. In the, Correct, because there might be a reason for it. I, I would hope so, or at least I'll allow for that. But you don't plan for D'Angelo Russell to, to drain 8 of 13 and Torian Prince to shoot 4 of 7. Well, Torian, Torian Prince has been doing this for a while. I, I, I think you have to put some respect on his name, just because I feel, I, I feel like Torian Prince has been known for years to just be a solid 3 and D guy. So you, you, you have to get in front of him a little bit. He, he, isn't, he isn't a chump. I just love his clip when he lost to Yale in the NCAA tournament in a huge upset. And someone says, how does Yale out-rebound Baylor? And he goes, uh, you, you grab the ball. When it that comes was him? Rim. That was Torian Prince. Are you sure? It was, I don't hands. think. 100%. It was Yale. 100% Yale. And he did you this. Grab the ball with two hands and you come down with it. And that's considered a rebound. And they got more of those. That we did. <laughs> that's an all timer. Yeah, I remember it. I just remember it was just Torian a Prince. stupid question. How does re- how does Yale out rebound Baylor? They get more rebounds. Well, he could have answered. He could have said but they. He could have they... phrased that question better. Why didn't you guys box out against a smaller team? You know, something like that. Why were they beating yeah. you to spots? Correct. Right. Instead of how does Yale out? I don't know. I I just felt like that was a very good and well thought out response for a badly worded question and then the the bulls wrapped up this road trip with a win against a terrible portland trailblazers team they can't shoot yeah they don't have any shooters that's what i mean that's that's a big reason why they can't shoot because they have guys deandre ayton we know deandre ayton can't shoot that's not his role he said i'm i know who i am i'm a match player buddy you're not going to be making 40 million a year i'm sorry he he was he had a good game but no you're you're not making you're not going to be making that much money and when you have matisse thibel who is known to be a terrible shooter and scoot henderson who has been an absolute brick this season from the three you you have to beat a team like that and the fact that they only beat them by eight is a little concerning they were down levine because i mean he scores and Patrick Williams was out, and that is a bit concerning. But I, they were supposed to win that game, and they were a little bit short-handed as well, and they did. What I like is my guy, my guy, was very productive in the minutes that he got and had one of the best blocks I think I've ever seen. That, was, that, that Julian Phillips two-handed block was pretty disgusting. Not in person, though. Not the best block I've seen in person. That was last week where some poor, who was it? Some poor white guy on Army West Point just got obliterated by Pip Ajayi. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty electric. I, it was a relatively small crowd, so you, you, there were ripples of the sound of the block in Soika. It was really? Oh, it was wild. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, no, Navy. That. I'm sorry, Navy, not Army. They beat Army. They did Saturday. beat Army. Correct. That was on Saturday, and they beat Navy on Wednesday. Boy, Bison running roughshod over the yeah, service academies. Yeah, we, we, have, we have a game on a Wednesday against Loyola, so yep. that would be three straight if they can beat a team that's, what, one in five in the Patriot League, something like that? And for the listeners of this show, when you hear Loyola, it's Loyola of Maryland, Maryland in the correct. conference. If, if, I, I don't think if they played Loyola Chicago, it would go so well, because they are, as, as even though they're not the same team that they used to be, they're still an A-10 team, and 
they they've got some players. So. You mentioned that DeMar DeRozan only hit one three against the Lakers. Well, the three he hit of of the two that he attempted against Portland was enormous and not as big as the one that uh, Io DeSumo happened to hit to ice the game. But they were it, it shouldn't have needed the kind of clutch play that it did. And it also DeMar DeRozan should not have to play 40 minutes at no, the end against, of a road against trip that team. against, that, against team. that team. I do. I, I will say I love Malcolm Brogdon. He didn't shoot very well, but he's going to be traded to some contender. What really intrigues me is how productive Kobe White was, even though he didn't shoot well. He had 15 points, five rebounds and nine assists. And he shot one of nine from three. Led the team in minutes, had a plus seven, and he had a steal. For him to be scoring 15 on a bad night and also helping out the team in other ways, that's what I see as growth. Because when I, the Kobe White we've known, even in years past, when he's shooting the ball well, he's shooting the ball well, and he can put up 25 in any given night. The fact that he was able to have his hands all over on the result of that game and without being very productive offensively that speaks volumes to his improvement and i would say the coaching staff to get the most out of him even when he's not firing on all cylinders even though he shot one of nine from three there was not a, I, I can't remember one that seemed out of rhythm too far or ill-advised i would say there isn't it's very hard to be too far for him right because he's got range but I, I just like his production in general when it, when he's not shooting the three well. Everybody's going to – that kind of sounds weird, but everybody's going to have an off night. His shot just wasn't falling. It happens. But the fact that he didn't just pout about it and say, oh, I'm not going to score 30 and shoot 50% from three, and he said, okay, well, it's shot's not falling. I'm going to distribute the ball. I'm going to play defense. And I'm going to help this team any way I can to win a game that they should win. It, it It's refreshing to see that because I feel, I feel like with Zach, it's just, oh, I want to score, 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 score. And then in the third game of the season, he scores 50 against the Pistons with zero assists and they lose. Right. And Kobe White has a plus seven, 15 points and nine assists and a win when he wasn't scoring well. And I, I think I, I think that speaks to the type of player that he is, the player that he's developed into, and also just the, I guess the person that he is in a, in a way. I don't I don't I don't know if that if those two if the type of person he is and basketball player he is are can be related, but sure I, I think, can I, because I think, it, I think it, it makes a difference. It means he's done the work. Development is not something that happens to a professional player. It's not, and nor is it linear. No, but it, it's, it's certainly not that, but development is something that the player himself should be given credit for as well. Cause we talk about Peter Patton and the coaching that he has provided some of these guys as a shooting coach and develop, developmental coach. But at this level, it, the, the increments that separate a bench player from a starter a starter from a star, a star from a superstar. They're tiny little things that take a tremendous amount of work and dedication and attention. And I think when somebody commits themselves to this being a job, 
you really see it and and you start to see what it means to to be rewarded for putting in that that kind of work that kind of attention to detail and i think kobe white is starting to really get the details of how to move both offensively and defensively another thing that i like about his assists are the the open court assists not just stuff out of sets where like Alonzo Ball stuff, you took the words out of my mouth, head up off of a quick rebound, get the outlet and go. And instead of pulling up and waiting for the drag screen and running it like a hockey offense as everybody's hitting the zone, they're, they're popping that to a cutter as long as the cutter is like the Showtime there. Lakers. Well, not quite. But okay. that, see, that's the one thing that, that Julian Phillips really does well is make a good target and time those cuts. And, and he can run. Move. He runs. He moves. Yes. And I, little things like that really help. The one thing that he needs to work on is just getting stronger. But he's he's got some stuff. He has traits. And I know we said the same thing about Dalen. We always say Patrick Williams, trait guy, yada, yada, yada. Phillips has some special abilities. Like His leaping ability is something. And I don't know if putting on weight would hurt that, but yeah. he needs he needs to. And I think if he gets stronger, I think he could be a real force. He he and he shot one of three from three. He had eleven points, but he he makes things happen because he's not just standing there. And I've been saying this since I saw him in the G League. I think he could be, he could really be something. Am I saying superstar? No. Do I think he could be a, a solid starter in the NBA? Why not? Why not? No Let reason also, he can't be. I want to point out a yet another fun Andre Drummond night in 17 minutes, six of 11 from the field, made all three of his free throws, four offensive rebounds, three defensive rebounds, a steal, and a block, and no turnovers. How can you not love points. the guy? How can you not love the guy? He also had one of my favorite moments of the year. Did you see his flop? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I was laughing so hard the moment it happened. And then Adam Amin and Stacey King picked up on it immediately. They were being super silly. And I don't know if it was just because it was the, the last night of the road trip. And it was the Bulls had a, a nice lead for most of the game. And they're yucking it up all game. And the, and the lead's getting out like four and three. I'm like, guys, there's a game going on here. And then so Drummond. Drummond was setting a screen and Scoot Henderson came up from behind him and touched him on the back. And there's a moment where Drummond realizes, oh, he touched my back. And then he looked like he got shot. Like a fish out of water. Or something. Like, no, he just was like, oh, and he just fell over like a <laughs> redwood. <laughs> and, and, and they called a foul. <laughs> and Scoot Henderson is standing, looks at the referee like, you have to be kidding me. It was. Uh, have you seen the movie? I mean, that... he's a rookie and Drummond is a proven vet. So he, he, I think Drummond knew that he could get a little leeway. Know. Have you seen the movie, The Town? Yeah, I've seen most of it. Oh, but I, do, do yeah. you, have you seen the climactic scene where, spoiler alert, where the, the florist Fergie that's played by Pete Postalweight when Ben Affleck actually goes back to his shop and goes upstairs and kills him? Because that death scene that it's that's what it reminded me of it was like, like drumming it was like oh 
I'm shot and ah, oh, I'm falling. I'm halfway down. I'm now I'm all the way down. Oh no, that's it. It was great. And this come know, out dry cleaning or is this like gravy? It's just like gravy. <laughs> How does the system work? Can, can a team submit that to the league and say, "Find this idiot"? Or does the league have to do Find this else? idiot. I, I don't know. I mean, there is now a penalty or some technical foul for flopping, but I don't know if post game can it be assessed after can, the fact. I, I I don't know. I have no okay. Idea. Okay. <laughs> if if so, that is one that if I'm Chauncey Billups, I would be like, hey, NBA, tell people this isn't okay to do because <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so Patrick Williams. We don't know exactly what's going on. We just know that is his injury is getting worse instead of better, and he's now in a walking boot and out indefinitely. Is it a stress fracture? You said That's, it. I didn't. I just think when an injury gets worse from wear and tear, that's when I get worried because the old saying is that motion is lotion. If somebody's sore, the best thing to do is now, if, if you want to ice it, you can, but the best thing to do is to run around, get, get moving in it in the lactic acid should, you know, spread out and get out of the spot. So mm -hmm. Dr. Bernstein over to here. And so when I see that he's missing games after coming back and at, it just, because it's repeated and now he's in a boot after all this, I think it could be a stress fracture where the more he works out the worse it gets i hope you're wrong it's almost like it's almost like shin splints where the more you walk the worse it gets but yeah, it, obviously or, you wouldn't be in a boot for shin splints or it's a, a bone bruise or a particularly difficult sprain that he doesn't know he's re-aggravating i wouldn't jump all the way to stress fracture and obviously that well, they can image that as a problem yeah, but yeah, I mean, definitely could be three days, and definitely could be two weeks, or it could well, be more than that. Let's see. Let's see what Phil can do, right? Yeah, sure. It definitely merits watching.